Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women and the creator of the Jumpstart course. If you've missed out on our recent uh, course that just started here in, in January, then please make sure you're on the list for the next round, which will be starting sometime in May 2019. So today I have the first guest for 2019 and also my first, there's a lot of firsts in this episode actually, my first coaching client student and also my first Japanese guest on this podcast. So today you'll be listening to an an interview with Harumi Suzuki. Now she is a member of, she's been a member of my group coaching last year and She has been actually the event photographer at my Inspire You events, and also she's now a member of my Jumpstart course as well. And she is a photographer who lives in Hitachi, which is not too far away from us here in Iwaki up in Fukushima. So also a kind of smaller town away from Tokyo, although she's a little bit closer to Tokyo than I am. So I was really excited to bring her on the show today because she has not let living in Hitachi been uh, a limiting thing for her in her life. She still gets out there, travels internationally, takes, um, you know, to work as a photographer. So I really wanted to uh, bring her on here and talk to her about how she's done that. So um, today's episode I've been recording and I have my daughter at home today. She's got a rather nasty cold and so you may hear a little bit of coughing in the background uh, in this episode and in these um, intros and things. So that's what that is. It's January 21st as we're recording this and it's flu season for a lot of people are sick right now. Luckily, my daughter doesn't seem to have the flu, but she is barking like a seal. And so you may hear that during our episode today. Yes, so I hope you enjoy this episode with Harumi. And if you would like to be featured on an episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast, make sure you just um, get in contact with me through Instagram at janenakata.com, at janenakata, sorry, or through Facebook for Uh, from my page transformations with Jane I really look forward to hearing from you and I love to hear your feedback from the episodes that um, have already come out as well thank you so much and don't forget to share it with your friends and get on iTunes and rate and review that really helps me and the podcast to be found by other people as well thank you so much and please enjoy this episode Hi, Harumi. Welcome to the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm really glad to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming. Hi, Jane. Um, It's really nice to be here. Finally, thank you for having me. Yes. So I'm really excited to have Harumi on the show today because Mm -hmm. the reason that I even know Harumi is thanks to this podcast, isn't it? Yes, that's true. Yeah, I can't believe I only found you less than one year. Right. Yes. Is it only one year ago? Yes, less than one year ago. Like. Oh, it would be. The podcast is only. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, of yes. course. Yes. But it's I like yeah, I only longer. find out like few episodes after you started your podcast. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I can't believe that I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you, now you're actually talking on the podcast. It's, yes. it's so cool. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, could you tell us how you came to find the podcast in the first place? Okay. Um, I found out about you through my friend Joanna from Tokyo Chapters, um, her Insta story post mm-hmm. and then she was telling us like oh this is like a great podcast you must check out and stuff so I went and check it out and I loved it um I really loved the concept about um how 
you are, especially the how you are calling uh, the countryside of Japan as a real Japan. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was exactly feeling. And then um, few, after a few episodes I was listening, I messaged to Joanna and, and then saying that I really loved um, Jane's podcast. And she she just like casually replied to me that oh, why don't you talk to her and then tell her like a, a, you know give the comment about a, her podcast and so I I believe I messaged you um, April last April mm-hmm. yeah and then like I actually started talking to you and yes the, so it was like less than a year ago. Mm, that's I, right. I found out, and then uh, not longer, uh, long after um, I found out by you, and I started talking to you, and now we are like see each other like almost every month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we talk to each other once a week or so. Yeah, yeah once a week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like how didn't how did I not know Harumi? But now mm. it's like, yeah, you're part of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's really neat. So, yeah, I'm so excited about this story, really, because thanks mm-hmm. to, um, yeah, thanks to Joanna posting that yes. about, uh, about my podcast on her Insta stories. You saw it, you found yes. the podcast, you listened, you loved it, and you reached out to me and said, hey. Mm-hmm. And then you actually were brave enough to drive <laughs> up here from where you live. It's like an hour away from my, from me. Is that right? Yes. It's about one hour and plus. Mm-hmm, a little over an hour to yeah. get here. And you came to one of my events. Yeah. One of my open office events. Mm-hmm. So I felt um, really privileged that you had <laughs> come all the way to meet me um, just from listening to my podcast. So thank you so much for taking that. Um, oh, it's okay. step yeah. and being brave and coming and yeah we had uh, lots of lots of things in common so yeah, yeah th- that's why I wanted to have you on the podcast today for <laughs> a to introduce you and all the cool things that you're doing but also just to show how powerful something like a podcast can be and yeah exactly yes yeah people can come into your lives through yeah, them yeah when first time, like when I heard you were having the open office, I didn't feel like it was just long way to go, even though it was one hour drive from my home. I, I was like, oh, it's not Tokyo, so I can easily go. <laughs> Less traffic, and then true. Uh, yeah, I felt like so close. It, the summer that I was just hearing the her voice only and I was like oh yes I can get to meet her it was more like waku waku excitement was more <laughs> driving one over so yeah it's that's amazing like how we met yeah it is it is mm. so you live in Ibaraki prefecture yes which is not Tokyo that's right mm. <laughs> <laughs> so how long does it take you to get to Tokyo just or so people can get an idea of where you live. Okay, I live in um, Hitachi, Ibaraki Prefecture, uh, which is about um, two hours driving and the same amount by train as well, by um, express train. So uh, not too far from Tokyo but it's not too close from Tokyo. <laughs> it's a big trip to Tokyo, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. It's going to be like a big... Um, big day big, out. Yeah, yeah, big day out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, two hours north of Tokyo. And so Hitachi is not a big place, is it? It's quite... Yeah, it's quite a small. It's mm. quite a small. Yeah. It used to be bigger and the more population, but it, it's not really anymore. Mm-hmm. It's quite a small town, um, quite a peaceful, yes, the sort of town. So tell us what you do. What's okay. your, what, what do you do? What's your job? What, and what are you working on at the moment? Okay. Um, I am a photographer who um, specializes in taking photos of events, portraits, and travel, lifestyle, 
and I also do food. Um, I have worked with Malaysian lifestyle magazine called Malaysia Tatlar for car review and trouble related feature. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite genre of photography is human subject, especially when it comes to fashion and portrait photography. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I take time for this, doing those um, projects. And I also teach English to local kids, including my own son. Um, yes, so I have two jobs. Mm-hmm. So you teach English and in Hitachi, and you also travel and do, well, you do photography, and you travel quite a bit for your photography, don't you? Yes, uh, for the photography job, I don't really do local job. Um, I'm still like creating the connection in the locals, but uh, I find uh, most of my um, clients outsider um, Hitachi and uh, outside of Japan as well. Mm. And you're interested in doing more and more fashion photography? Yes. Um, yeah, last year I did the fashion photography for the first time in London. Mm-hmm. I went all the way to London. For the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah, it was like, I was like, oh, this is like new. Like, because last time I only did the travel lifestyle um, sort of photography mainly. So I was like, oh, fashion. Because I, I loved fashion since I was young. Well, um, when I was in the college, I wanted to work for a fashion magazine or, yeah, like I, I loved fashion, but like I never had a connection with like fashion features. So last time, um, last year when I had a chance to go to London for shooting, I was like, okay, I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah. Very so, good. Yeah. This year, I like to do more um, collaboration in the fashion area as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you mentioned that your work's been in Malaysian Tatla, yeah? yeah? Yeah, And I didn't know much about Tatla, but I've been reading the, this uh, mm-hmm. three, a series of three books, and the first book is called Crazy Rich Asians. And yes. it's become a very popular movie. It hasn't quite made it to Japan yet, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but it, they're always talking about Tatler in, in that series of books. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, how did he been in the Malaysian Tatler? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that, that was exciting for me to read about that. And um, it's obviously quite a big thing in that part of yeah. Asia, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so the Tatler um, Asia, the, the main comes from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And there are there in Singapore, Malaysia, uh, Philippines, and I, I think there was Thai. I, I'm not sure about other country, but uh, yeah. So it's quite a huge in Malaysia, Singapore as well. And the first time I saw the magazine, I was like, "Oh my god, this is something that we don't have in Japan." Right. <laughs> like, yeah, especially I'm from like. Um, countryside of Japan so I never dressed like there and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah like I guess not many Japanese I don't think like many many Japanese people go to resort and then they spend like uh, money for like staying like fancy accommodation like Malaysian mm-hmm, people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah so it was like so new but like um yeah, and when I got the invitation for the, like, uh, uh, do, do you want to work with us and stuff, I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I love to see, like, something new, like, new mm-hmm. style. But, yeah, it's been really nice to work with them yeah, in Malaysia. Yeah, so you live in, you live in, you know, a small place, but you go out into the world and do what you love to do, which is to take photos. And I think that's so cool, isn't it? It's <laughs> fantastic that 
you don't let living in Hitachi yes. be an excuse not to go and do what you want to do in the world. Yes. Um, I, when I do stuff outside of Hitachi, I always see myself um, as a, like, um, I'm from real Japan, that what you say, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I, I try not to compare myself from like city people and the countryside people because <laughs> otherwise, like, once I start putting myself as like oh, country person and countryside, um, I'm from countryside and I kind of feel bad for myself. Right, but uh, I want to put it there. Um, the difference between uh, the countryside and the urban lifestyle as a in a good way. So, yeah. I I've been telling myself that I can do both, and uh, like I'm flexible enough to like move around, and um, I can adapt um, other lifestyle as well. Yeah, that's what I see from myself for the last few years, um, slow working with Tatlar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, and you know, I, I mean, I prefer to live away from big cities. Like I don't, I have lived in big cities before and mm-hmm. I just felt that it was not right for me. So it's, yeah. it is a choice to live yeah, that's true. That's your choice, isn't it? You're choosing. You don't have to live there. You could move to the city, couldn't you, if you really wanted to? But yeah, um, it's a yeah, choice. Yes, yeah, true. Let's, you're right. Because first time when I had my son, I actually lived in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was like middle of Tokyo, uh, very near Shinjuku. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that was so different from Hitachi. Mm-hmm. And... I was struggling every day, um, finding the lift, especially mm. when you have a stroller in Tokyo, it's quite hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, not only because of that, <laughs> <laughs> I moved back to Hitachi. I was like, I felt more comfortable, like raising kid in countryside, especially where my family is. Yeah, that was my choice for life. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. never know. Like, I might move to um, city again, maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. you might. Yeah. yeah, and that's a choice too. Mm. Yeah. Um, so the good thing is that you can be flexible about it, isn't it? And a lot of people yeah. aren't, and that can be frustrating. Yeah, they, they can't choose where they want to live. Mm. So, yeah. My family is like that too, like, because I'm from quite a traditional Japanese family. So uh, it's, there's no choice for my parents that like they move to a city. Okay. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Even though like I go to urban cities, um, I, I'm lucky enough to have my family there, like, I can come back always. Yeah. Mm. And they support, they support you and, and help you and things. Yeah. Yes. So how did you get started as a photographer? Like who gave you permission to be a photographer? <laughs> Harumi? <laughs> <laughs> who gave me permission? Um, my first proper job as a photographer, it happened in 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's about four years ago. Um, well, I I have a passion towards photography since quite young. Because I, I got my first camera when I was 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. It was like ages ago. Like, yeah. So um, I... I love taking photos of my friends and family since I was young. And my cousin knew about it. And she, my cousin, one of my cousins asked me to take photos for um, her sister's wedding, like my other cousin. 
the wedding and then she, at the same year uh, the cousin I took photo for her um, she introduced me to her friend and uh, because for my cousin I just did for free for just because it's family thing and I was like oh it's okay I just gonna do it for family but uh, after the uh, taking photo for my cousin she introduced me to her friend and the um, she this girl um, she actually paid for me to mm. take wedding photo for her wow so that was my first step as a paid <laughs> photographer <laughs> yes yes so it's been only four years I studied like um, getting paid and the um, taking photo for people and magazines. That's yes. great. Yeah. yeah, that was rather a quick, quick start, though. I feel like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was one surprised. wedding and the next one you charged for it. Yeah, that's yeah. Great. So because I've been doing the, like things that I love for many years, but I never thought it becomes my job. Right. And then, like, I more I am more passionate about it. Yes. Yeah, and that's one of our goals for you, isn't it? To have it as your mm -hmm. as your full job, I think, in the future. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That would be super exciting. Mm -hmm. So you told me that you want to be on the TV show Another Sky. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's my dream. That's your dream mm -hmm. for Harumi to be on. It's on a TV yeah, show another. in Japan called another sky what channel is it on is it it's on the um it's it's by the nitere, nitere. So, mm. yes uh for ibalaki it's four 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 channel channel four yeah channel four um it every friday um uh, depends on the like because before the show there's a um kinyo road show the the movie um show before the another sky so sometimes they push it back to um okay. yeah other time but it, it normally start from um 11 o'clock every friday so it's late at night isn't it 11 p.m yes quite late night <clears throat> yeah so on this show um famous people in japan introduce their favorite place outside of japan is that right Yes, they go to um, places. Um, normally, they go to places that they have like special meanings, but sometimes they go to new place that they've been keen to like visit. Right. Yeah. So, um, they I think they use the another sky as their like referring um, their other the yeah other special places rather than japan that's what they mm. mean i think yeah and where's your another sky Harumi? it's going to be melbourne, melbourne. <laughs> tell us why melbourne is your <laughs> another sky well um i studied in melbourne from i was 16 to 21 through mm -hmm. high school to college mm. I was there for about five years and without my any of my family member it was just me um, went there uh, for the first three years I stayed with first family mm -hmm. and then last two years I, I lived alone <laughs> so mm. it was just me um, all my team Emily's there. Uh, that's where I had my son Beaver, <laughs> mm. and also that's where I met my current partner as well. So, so much, so much Emily's there, and uh, yes, it, the Melbourne has a lot of meaning to my life. So I like yeah. to go back in the pleasant. I wanna tell my dramatic life there <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and recently we were talking about um you mm -hmm. going back to melbourne for a trip weren't we yes about, um 
making something impossible become possible. <laughs> exactly, because um, I've been traveling quite often, uh, and the last year I was busy, and I, I thought I wouldn't have a, like space for me to go back to Melbourne and spend some time with my friends. Also, I wanted to take photo uh, of landscape in Melbourne, but um, I just didn't have a chance for a long time because last time I visited Melbourne was 2013 and it's been quite long. Uh, I was, I thought um, it's quite uh, impossible for me to go back to Melbourne uh, anytime soon. And uh, I told you about it, right? Yeah, mm. I, um, I want to go back. And, uh, but uh, um, uh, I spent too much on like other place to travel. <laughs> yeah, and then like I, I was like, you know, telling you that like uh, if I have money and the time, I, I will go back. And, but not longer after I told you about it, uh, my high school mates, they decided to have a um, school reunion mm. for um, 10 years anniversary from our graduation. And it was supposed to be uh, 2018, but um, I was, I, they pushed and pushed and pushed back. And I, yeah, so it was like a good time enough time for me to plan and uh, um, save some money mm. <laughs> so I just I just like um, yeah so I think it was like less than one month I told Jen about like I really want to go back to Melbourne and take some photo there and they decided to have the reunion in February which is next month mm. And um, yeah, so they decided and now the original date they was like saying wasn't um, fitting with my schedule, mm. but they were like still in the planning. So I was like, I messaged to um, the one of the organizers and oh, I can be there like um, February the second weekend. And like, they're like, oh, okay. Uh, we can do that. We can just change it to like when you can make time. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so everything like, came the right um, timing for me. And then yeah. like, uh, yeah, I was, when they decide the date and everything, I was totally ready for it as well. So it became the, I thought it was impossible to visit Melbourne soon, but I, it became real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm actually going next month. So exactly, yeah. You know, it's like, you never know, like, what comes, and it just comes in the light timing. So I'm, like, really impressed about, like, what <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a cool story, because I remember I said to you, um, mm. you know, Harumi, if I gave you a million dollars, what would you do with it? And then you came up with this idea to go to Melbourne and take these photos and you would spend, you know, one month or something, you see. Yes. And I thought, and I said to you, well, why don't you just actually go and find out how much it costs to do that? Because, you know, yeah. surely you don't need a million yen to, to do that. <laughs> and you're just, you know, something else is, you know, causing these sort of... Um, barriers or block it, blocking you from thinking that you can do this and as soon as you started to take some action about it like I think you went and you looked it up how much yeah. it costs and mm. and then you started talking about it to people mm. and people around you started saying oh well you know why don't you do this and oh here's some here's some time for you to go and do it or whatever yes things <laughs> around you started to actually move yeah, in the move. direction you wanted right yes um, from when you actually took the action of like figuring out what it would look like if you did it. And yes. That was kind of like magic, wasn't it? It just, everything started moving yes. in the right direction. Yeah. It was like, it was quite a simple that 
because um, before that, I was just thinking, thinking mm, about just it. Just thinking, yeah. And <laughs> I, once I started letting down on my journal that what I need and then, like how long I want to be there and then um, yeah, like and what I want to do, like seeing my friends, taking photo, like and visit my favorite um, place to see my um, the beautiful sunset and stuff. That's about it. I just thought then like what I want to do and stuff, and and then started the things started working for me. Yeah, mm. and it was like quite easier than I thought. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, often we'll just get stuck in our thinking and think, oh no, that's not possible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's too, too difficult or too much money. But if you actually take some action, whatever a small action it might be, you can find that what you were thinking is not reality actually. And yes. yeah. And then uh, sometimes other people can come and help, um, offer help or, yeah, change things so that works for you or offer you a different perspective that you hadn't thought of because <laughs> often we are just sitting in our own little boxes thinking very limited thinking when someone yeah. else can often offer us an idea to make mm. things happen right so <clears throat> yeah. yeah that's that's a very cool story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, I'm so lucky yeah because um every time I go overseas like someone has to look after my son and then mm. this time, Bieber, uh, yeah, my son Bieber is going to be in Kuala Lumpur, not in Japan. And then my boyfriend is going to look after him and they're going to spend like boys time alone. And they're quite excited to spend <laughs> the alone time like without me. Yeah. Uh, so, they're happy. Um, yeah. See you later. Don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hurry happy. back. <laughs> yeah it's just they're like yeah just grow and then have fun with your friends and um take as much as time you want to take photo and stuff i was like wow mm. <laughs> and that's okay too yeah yeah and so yeah sometimes by doing these things for ourselves like you going mm. on this trip to melbourne by yourself mm-hmm. um it's giving your son and your partner mm. the gift of some really fun time together. Just the two of them getting up to <laughs> a little bit of mischief, I'm sure, but yeah. really enjoying themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought it's going to be like that. And yeah. I'm like, I'll, when he um, offered me that, like, uh, oh, why don't you leave Bieber there? And then um, he's going to look after him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not like he can look after him. It's just like I was surprised that he was giving me the opportunity. That, mm. Yeah, I can go and then not worry about like you know, um, yeah, what what am I gonna do with my son? And mm. I didn't want him to feel um, lonely when I'm away as well. So. Yeah, so that's yeah, that's, that's a really all good cool thing <laughs> that came out of that as well. You know, now you know that, um, you know, he's on your side and he's you know wants mm-hmm. to help you with your your dreams and your activities and things. Yes, yeah, mm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, what what advice would you give to someone who's just starting out with following their passion? So, maybe they haven't. Maybe they're mm-hmm. just starting out, become you know, working on some project that is their passion, or mm-hmm. even still just thinking about it. What advice would you give to someone? <clears throat> um, I I think because for me, I the the support from my family was necessary, um, important. Yeah, and then like I definitely needed. And once I started talking about it, like what I have as a passion to my family, um, they were quite happy to support me rather than just blocking my um, dream. Right. So I think the people who are thinking 
of like start doing or just started, they should um, talk to people uh, who are around you and find the supporter as much as you can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my boyfriend support me and stuff. Um, yeah, because I've been single mom and a young mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like when I came back from Melbourne was a like plague or tummy like you know I was like had a big tummy already so I felt like oh I can't do this anymore for the first time the only first few months of after I gave birth but uh, it turned out like my energy that like being young mom and quite a flexible when you're a single mom so <laughs> um yeah I I've been taking like so like so many adventure with um taking uh, like my son with me to go out and uh, I don't know I guess um as long as you enjoy what you are passionate about your family will follow you and then you'll find a more supporter I guess mm mm yeah and i think even if they don't support you at the start they will get used to it and they yeah, will start yeah to that's you. true that's like you true. said yeah because mm. mm, um my dad has a quite an interesting habit um when he grows on a holiday and then like when we travel together he has to make a uh, quite a detailed plan he always like make a planner for whole family (laughs) (laughs) and like he um he required me to do the same thing when i was trying to uh go take the summer school in london for photography when my son was still three or four so that was quite a big challenge for me to like go to study in london for it was only 10 days, but uh, um, as as long as I like made a quite a like detailed plan, what I'm going to do, the purpose that when I'm going to <laughs> London to study, mm-hmm. he was like so happy to help me out. Like, um, you know, taking care of my son and then like my parents supported me for what I was keen to um learn and to do mm-hmm. so um yeah i think you need to show like what you have inside you to other people but then just mm-hmm. uh maybe don't and yeah one more thing is don't assume <laughs> that's what i was what, gonna say yeah don't, <laughs> assume. Mm. don't assume what other people will think about you mm-hmm. yeah they won't they won't easily put you down don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, assuming is a big problem, isn't it? It's it gets in the way of mm. us doing so many things because mm. we think, oh, they won't like this idea. I just, yeah, I better not try, or I should mm. just give up. Um, yeah, but through I, assuming, yeah, mm. yeah, assuming is like, I, I think it's one of the bad. Um, bad habit of Japanese people as well because we have the uh, word say the kūki wo yomu reading the air for those people reading, yeah, reading, reading the between air. the lines yeah, yeah. It, it's supposed to be a great skill isn't it in Japan if you are good at I think, reading yeah. between the lines yeah I think it, when you have a Japanese partner or like when you deal with Japanese people, I guess like so many people who live in Japan has experienced it like the moment that like you someone expecting you to lead the moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. except except any words without words, yeah, yeah, any, yeah. any words. So um, that's one thing like my partner always um, tells me that. Um, I have to communicate to him rather than just 
you know, being angry or whatever. <laughs> um, so that, that's one thing, like, I learned so that, like, in our relationship, that, like, um, don't assume that, yeah. yeah, don't assume what he's thinking and, like, mm-hmm. don't assume that he can lead me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And that, wouldn't it be scary if he didn't know everything you were thinking? <laughs> we don't want that either, right? So, so, yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. yeah, so definitely talking to people, finding finding your supporters, whoever they might be, mm. and um, getting, yeah, letting, and talking about what you're doing because mm. you will get a lot of feedback mm. that helps you to take another step forward. Mm-hmm. And if those people are not supporting you, then, then don't tell them anymore about what you're doing. Find some mm-hmm. other supporters. But just con- if by continuing to do what you said you will do mm-hmm. really helps those people who are not supporting you to become your supporters. Because yeah. by doing what you say you will do, mm-hmm. that shows you are responsible and you are um you know you are mm-hmm. following your word basically yeah? yeah and that people respect that people who do what they say they're mm-hmm. gonna do yeah yeah so even if they don't at first follow you or you know support you you can they will come around to it in the end i've seen it so many 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 times mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah students and people are people around me so definitely don't give up just because one person said yeah yeah i believe that you can find more than one supporter yeah and yeah don't just leave it to be just your partner just your husband just Mm. your sister just your mother just one person Mm. gather many supporters yeah yeah and um, use all of their energy Mm -hmm. use each other's energy Mm. to go forward yeah 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 that's kind of what we're doing in our coaching group which you're a member of mm-hmm. and thank you for always being a very energetic and <laughs> participant in our in our coaching and inspiring inspiring yeah. us to do to do more yeah mm, my pleasure it's it's been really great to be in your um coaching group i yeah, I've learned so much about myself through your coaching session. And then it's not like I, yeah, I learned that it's ongoing. It's just, it keeps going and like, you know. Yeah, it's. Yeah, coaching it's is not there. only one <laughs> session. <laughs> yeah. That's true. And even I'm coaching, uh, being coached right now. <laughs> My own coach and. I'm learning things and hopefully then I can help you learn those things too in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So Harumi, tell us uh, finally, what's your word of the year? So I've talked a little bit about my one being sparkle for 2019, yeah. trying more to sparkle. I'm not mm-hmm. sparkling so much today. As if, <laughs> um, if you saw me before we started recording, yeah, so you cool. said, what did you say, Jane? What's ha- what's <laughs> what did you done to your hair? <laughs> I I, like, no, I started from a different today. Yeah, right. Your hair looks different. That's what you said. That's because I haven't actually done my hair today. <laughs> that's okay. So no hair, no makeup day. Yeah, I have fine. a sick child in my house, so I'm just mm, not putting pressure on for that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, what's your word of the year, Harumi? Okay, um, the word of the year is management for me. Management, yeah. Yes. What does that uh, mean to you? <clears throat> it means when about, whenever I put the project in the traveling time, I get as much as like I get like passionate and I get excited about like doing stuff. Um, but uh, at the same time, like I just at the end of the project, I just like burn out <laughs> and then, like no energy left. Right. So it gets quite messy afterwards. So messy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like um, yeah, no vacuuming in the room and no, it's uh, okay. like that. It's just like ah, oh, just like my room can get messy and stuff. 
after trouble and then like doing the uh, project. So the management, including the schedule uh, management, not because not only for the um, event or anything, but uh, I'll I'd like to include after the project so i'll have a like good list and then move on to the next one yes yeah so <laughs> yeah and i think if pretty much everyone can take something from that because we're really good at filling up our schedules with things to do events mm. or work or meeting mm. people but then we don't schedule in the downtime that we need after these events Yes. <laughs> so that we don't burn out and crash and yes. get sick or whatever. Yeah. I think I've talked about this before on other episodes, but I'll say it again. Mm. Is that whenever I have, um, mm. like I have some rules that I have made for myself. Mm -hmm. and these are my rules that suit me and everybody's different, obviously. But yeah. my rule is if I'm, if I'm leading or helping to organize a retreat which is usually mm -hmm. you know two or three days mm -hmm. then the next week after that mm -hmm. i will have nothing on my schedule that is difficult or hard just the bare minimum things like yeah pick up kids or you know some things that have to happen but nothing mm -hmm. extra on my schedule for one week after mm -hmm. a big event like that if mm -hmm. i'm traveling um back from new zealand you know where i spend summer mm -hmm. holidays yeah the whole summer when i get back i need at least one week to readjust to being in japan yeah. so there's yeah. no no way i can have <laughs> a big event or uh, launch a, launch my course or something crazy like that at that time it doesn't work yeah um, so, and also like podcasting now yeah. i have a rule that mm -hmm. i don't record more than one episode a day because i can't yeah. i just i'm too exhausted after mm just one episode <laughs> that because I need a certain level of energy yeah. and I need to talk <laughs> to people and be very outgoing for yeah. recording podcast episodes. So yeah. I can't do that for more than one episode and yeah. still have a good rest of my day. Mm -hmm. So that's my rule. One episode is a maximum per day. Yeah. Like for example, teaching or coaching, I try mm -hmm. to keep it to one maybe two classes maximum per day mm. of being um because i have to put on my extrovert hat yeah for yeah. that for that mm. uh, time and mm -hmm. it really wears me out so i need the off time as well <laughs> so those are my rules do you yeah. have any rules um it's just my my loot will be like allowing myself to last because i live with the uh, in the house with my parents, also my grandma, mm. my grandma and my son. So four generations living together. Right. So everyone has a different pattern in, of mm. the lifestyle. Uh, also, my parents have a, their own business at home. So I felt like I was just being lazy um, if I just sleeping when they are working and being active. So it's just just need to allow myself to last properly <laughs> and sometimes don't work like right. after the project and stuff. Yeah. And maybe if you communicate that to your family, like, you know, mm. it's really tiring when I do this. So mm. if I'm not doing anything, it's because I'm recovering and I'll be back to full power again soon. <laughs> you know, yes, yes. my mom <laughs> has learned my pattern. Yeah. yeah. My my mom has uh, learned my pattern that like after traveling, I was just like no energy left. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so, so. yeah. Just communicating probably helps that a lot. And then you can just relax and enjoy recovery yeah. instead of feeling bad that you're not helping. Yes. I think, I think it, I took quite long time to like, um, allowing myself to do stuff like that. Like, you know, um, act quite differently from family mm -hmm. and then yeah that's um need to accept like what i need in other what i need to do for myself yeah it was quite hard for me since i was 
I grown up in a big family, and I still live in a big family house. And、uh, when you live、um, under the same roof with a four generation together,、mm. it's quite、uh, hard to be different from them. Yeah. But、uh, like just running my own pattern and like、um, share that with my family, so they won't feel bad about it. Like you know,、mm. me being. Lazy, lazy, not lazy, but lasting. Yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah. I can't imagine what that's like、um, to live with four <laughs> generations. Yeah, it's been yeah, it's been it's been really good、um, lesson for me.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, I grown up in the like same situation, like my son is、um, doing now. Like, yeah,、um, my grandma was always there, and then. While my parents were working, so yeah, I, I'm used to it. But at the same time, it was quite a dif- difficult for me to change the、um, pattern. But yeah, yeah, you had to change your role as well. Like in your family,、mm. you went from being just the the kid to now、mm. you're a mother role, and、mm. you know there's a grandma and、yes. great grandma in the city. Yes. So yes. yeah, everybody has to change their roles a little bit. Yes. That happens, yeah, and it's quite challenging for my、um, boyfriend to learn about the, this, like、mm, yeah. our the Japanese family as well,、mm-hmm. like adapting our style, and then like adapting like、um, different cultural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's Malaysian, isn't he? You said. Yeah, yeah he's, he's Malaysian. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, thank you so much for coming on the show today.、Harry. Thank you、And、so much. <laughs> before we finish up, I'd、yes. like you to tell people where they can find you. If they're like, "Wow, I'd love to have Harumi come and shoot my fashion line," or "Wow, I'd love to have Harumi come and do my wedding," or、um, "My kids shigo sound," whatever. Yeah. Where where can people find you? Um, you can find me through the Instagram easily. Um. At the at sunshine dot ink,、um, my label called Sunshine Ink. Yeah, I N K Sunshine Ink. Yeah. Yeah, I N K, and I also have Facebook page that you can see my work, and yeah, that's about it. I think yeah. Yeah. You can find me Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Yeah, you like Instagram, Facebook. That's cool. Yes. Yeah. So check out Harumi's.、Um, yeah, but you can follow her on Sunshine、mm-hmm. Inc. and、uh, see what she's up to. And I'm looking forward to seeing these photos that come back from your、mm-hmm. trip to Melbourne. Yes. <laughs> when you get back. All right.、Mm. And hopefully, I'll get to see you in person again soon. Yeah. Yeah, I really hope Because so too. Yeah, I mean, your business name is Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, you are really are a ray of sunshine. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it started with um, because my name in Japanese is Sunshine. That's true. Yes,、mm. so it's a very good name for you, isn't it? Yeah, I I use the like Sunshine, like the English version everywhere. Like even my、um, English school is Sunshine Club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really love it. Yeah, I think it suits me. <laughs> your parents get did a great job naming you. Yes, perfect name. Right. Okay. Thank you so much, Harumi. And thank you so much. Yeah, it was great having you on here today. Bye bye. Bye, Jen. 皆さんこんにちは。今日のエピソードを聞き取れました。今日のゲストは鈴木春美さんでした。私のあのクライアント、コーチングクライアントで、でも最初に知り合ったのは、このポッドキャストをあの友達に紹介されて、あのちょっとファンになって、でその後あの J に連絡して、初めて会ったのは去年の4、5月ぐらいですね。なので1年間会って、あの1年間ぐらいしかあの何知り合いとか友達になって1年間以下なのにそれ以上の気持ちなんですね<笑>あんまり上手に説明できなかったんですけど
で、はるみちゃんは、ひたちの方に住んでます。ひたち、あの、茨城県のひたちで、あの、ちょっと小さな町で東京から離れてるので、その、あの、その町に住んでても、あの、フォあのカメラマンとして、あと、海外に活躍しているカメラマンとして、仕事をしようとしてる女性なんですね。で、本当に、あの、まあ、日立に住んでても制限ではないと思っているので、いいなと思いました。本当に頑張ってます。なので、はるみさんの話を聞くと、あの、サポーターを集めて、自分の夢を少しずつ、あの、進みました。本当に、ね、家族、家族は多分最初はちょっと、ええー、フォーカメラマンとね、海外行きたいと思ってたかもしれないんですけど、あの、あんまり諦めないで、あの、皆さんに慣れさせて、今は、あの、サポーターとして、あの、はるみさんの活動をサポートしてるんですね。で、この間、あの、はるみさんのお母さんも、あの、一回お会いができて、本当に、あの、はるみちゃんはラッキーですね、と思って、こんなあの家族がサポートしてるんだと思って、うん、本当にこれから、あの、アナザースカイっていう、アナザースカイに出るっていう目標がある、はるみさんが出るのを楽しみにしてますね。<笑>で、不思議な話もありました。その、オーストラリア、オーストラリアずっと行,き行ってないので、ちょっと行きたいなっていう時の話で、あの、私たちのコーチングの中で、あの、不可能なことを可能に、になるっていう、ちょっとチャレンジをしました。で、その不可能なことは、あの、なんかオーストラリアに行きたいんだけど、お金も特にないし、高いし、時間もないなとか、いろんな制限があって、いろんなバリアがあって、でも、もし、あの、100万円、100万円あればどうするのっていうふうなチャレンジをしたら、100万円だったらこういう旅しますよっていうのをオーストラリアに行ってメルボンの写真を撮ったりして、あの友達、ね、会ってない友達とか会ったりしますっていうのを話しました。でも結局、あのそのちょっと不可能なことがいろんな不思議なことで、可能になってきました。で、家族とかに話して、と、あの、彼氏とか話したら、いろんなサポートが出てきて、と、向こうのメルボンの友達が、もう、あの、の協力とか、あと、まあ、いろんな、なんか不思議なことが、あの、動き始めたんですね。で、はるみのサイドからアクションがあったら、そのリアクションがあったので、不可能の旅が可能になってきました。で、その不可能はほ,ほとんどのは、はるみちゃんの自分の中の制限だったんですね。<笑>なので、皆さんもそういうのを同じように持ってると思います。なので、ぜひ、あの、やってみてください。あの不可能だけど、もし、100万円があったらどうするのかなと思えばいいですね。なので、今もしなんか変な音がするんだったら、なんかあの、宅配、配達が来てるんですね。ごめんなさい。そう、その不可能が可能になるあのチャレンジで。ぜひやってみてください。あの、100万円あれば、どうなるのかな時間があればどうなるのかな多分、ほとんどの制限が自分で考えたことです。で、はるみさんの最後の、あの、なんていうのアドバイス。最後のアドバイスがありましたね。あの、don't make assumptions って言いましたね。ね、アサンプションっていう言葉は、英語で、あの、英語でアサンプションっていう言葉は、あの、決めつけ
決めつけしない方がいいよっていうの私たちはいつも決めつけしてるのであのなんか始まる前に終わってしまうことが多いのであのそういう時はちょっと自分を止めてあ決めつけしてるんだっていうのを気づいてあの進んでみてください、うん、どうなるのかはちょっと変わるかもしれないですね決めつけしないことでなので今日はこれで終わりになるんですけどもし J にメッセージがあったらぜひ Facebook か Instagram に連絡してください。あと、はるみさんの,あの日本人で英語で喋ってたんですね。なので、なのであのあ自分もやってみようと思ってる方だったら、ぜひ J に連絡して、私も出てみたいなと思ってる方、ぜひやりましょう。もっと J の生徒たちとか、あの日本人のファンもあのに出てほしいですね。<笑> OK。じゃあ、皆さんまた来週、ぜひ聞いてください。よろしくお願いします。バイバイ。